1: What's the best sequel of all time? We've had some interesting answers to that question, including Rush Hour 2, Rocky 4, Thor Ragnarok, Empire Strikes Back, Godfather 2, among the greatest sequels of all time. Let's hope the sequel for Packers Niners is, in this case, far better than Part 1, because Part 1 sucked. If this is Part 2, like Caddyshack 2, like Major League 2, Grease 2, yeah, I think it might be. I think it might be a stinker, but we will debate it. Shasky v. Schmid, Milwaukee versus San Francisco. Who wins and why on a football Friday here on Home & Home, radio.com sports original. We're brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Check them out, ziprecruiter.com slash enter. They are, folks, trust us, the smartest way to hire in 2020. It's also a Bloody Mary Friday here on Home and & Home. And Ross Tucker, I am fresh out of Bloody Mary. Bartender Joe Boo needs a refill. How are you doing on your IPA?
2: Oh, that's been gone for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, you just <laughs> crushed it. Yeah, that's ancient history. And by the way, you know how I said I it would have no impact on me whatsoever? I think it might have a tiny bit of impact on me like if nothing else okay if i'm not like buzzed at all i'm definitely hungry like i usually don't eat till after the show i am starving right now i don't know something about getting an alcohol on my blood i'm dying i have some trail mix down there about to crush as soon as the show's over (laughs) usually it's a little
1: costos that makes you hungry not the ipa but you, you you said that that uh Koozie kept it cold for two hours, so I thought you were trying to like run a marathon with that beer and really make it last. I'm glad you put it away. Let's get to the debate, though. Who wins? Packers, Niners, round two. The first part sucked. 37-8. to 8, Just Green Bay punched in the face. Our boys, Schmid and Shasky, 105-7 in Milwaukee, 95-7 the game in the Bay Area. Boys, happy Friday. I don't see any cocktails, though.
3: No, no drinking for me today. I'm game face, baby. All right. We just just go with the coffee, but,
0: you know, maybe like our boy Ross, we uh, threw a couple of Baileys in there, and I'm feeling a little looped.
1: a boy. I like some Baileys and coffee. Baileys and coffee (laughs) is underrated. So let's figure out who wins this game and why. And Shasky, butcher boy, we'll start with you. Why do the Packers
3: suck? Well, the Packers suck because they've been trying to emulate the 49ers for the last 30 years. I mean, think about it. They had to go into Bill Walsh's handbag and go select Mike Holmgren, the San Francisco native, who went to school with a couple of my uncles, one of the great offensive coordinators of the 49er dynasty. And they've been trying to replicate what the 49ers built in the 1980s. Flash forward to when Brett Favre hit some stagnation, if you will. uh, And they hire Mike McCarthy, the architect of the worst offense I've ever seen in my entire life, the 2004 (laughs) and 2005 San Francisco 49ers. And then they fumbled around and and, and picked the guy that every single San Franciscan wanted to see, the Cal Bear, the local product. They took Aaron Rodgers. We whipped. Mike McCarthy wanted to hand-select Alex Smith. And and basically, we've been watching the one that got away, the guy that we wanted to take to prom and Aaron Rodgers, hoist a Lombardi before we did. And it's just been very frustrating. Fast forward to when... My man, Jim Harbaugh, shows up, and we finally kicked them in the teeth in the playoffs, winning three consecutive games. It was the coming-out party for Colin Kaepernick. And really, there's been a bit of rivalry between the 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. And if you really want to be just honest about it, we've kind of owned the Packers in the last 10 years. I mean, they really haven't done anything to us. They showed up this year, Monday Night Football. I was there. And... and Aaron Rodgers folded like a lawn chair. He wanted no part of this defensive front. I don't think they have the personnel to keep up with this defense. This is an all-time defense. This is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Baltimore Ravens, the Chicago Bears. This front four gets pressure without needing to blitz, without any exotic formations. This team has one of the elite players of this generation in Nick Bosa, and he's scratching the surface on how good he can really be. Packers have absolutely no chance, even if the magician Aaron Rodgers pulls a Houdini act and somehow pulls the rabbit out of the hat. I just I just don't see it happening. We're gonna run the ball right down their throat. I expect a two touchdown win, and everybody Ooh. piling out of Levi's high fiving me, coming to the Hilton for our postgame show. See, now All my right, favorite
2: you- Oh, go ahead, Billy, your your chance to respond. See, my favorite part of this
0: is Joe hit it right on the head. Aaron Rodgers, the one that got away, you want to talk about what the 49ers look like. And, and I agree with you, man. Those those Colin Kaepernick games, uh, Eric Walden and Charles Woodson, they're still chasing Colin Kaepernick, I think, uh, that's <laughs> this day. But you, you watch what Aaron Rodgers, the one that got away, let's just call it a spade a spade. Four and 12 a year ago, 13 and three this year. Congratulations. They're the fat kid that went to, went home for the summer, right, lost a bunch of weight, and they got that one really nice outfit that fits them really, really well. That's Nick Bosa and Jimmy Garoppolo are the pants. Now, I'm not going to say what's in the pants because we, we don't want to talk about that crab that you guys get out there uh, by the bay. But when when you're talking about fitting perfectly in, they sure do. Now you just got to take a little bit of that red wine that you find in Napa, and the one that got away is going to say just toss a drink right on into the, right on into that shirt that you think is so nice. This is how you stop Nick Bosa. With a four-time, 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 four-time all-pro left tackle in David Bakhtiari. Dude did not look good at all in Week 12. Brian Bulaga goes out in the middle of that second quarter. And Alex Light-Ross, you can talk about what an offensive lineman doing a turnstile is. This guy was, was legitimately a speed bump, a roadblock, that was just getting slammed into the ground repeatedly That doesn't happen, and that bad, bad man gets to do it by the bay. And you guys want to talk about a crowning achievement for Aaron Rodgers' career. Go and avenge the number one loss, the worst loss he's had in his his career to the Seattle Seahawks where he did not play well, and he has not played well in this round either. You want to talk about an interception-to-touchdown ratio, one of the best of all time for a regular season this guy's had in his career. Four interceptions to five picks in the NFC title game in his last three, his only three that he's played in. So he gets past the Seattle Seahawks in round one, now gets to go and slap that team that he grew up cheering for, begging, praying. You guys want to go back into those green room? Look at Aaron Rodgers' tie. He had a 49ers tie on. He was ready to go. He was ready to, to be the fixture, have his number 12 hanging in the rafters of Eli uh, Levi Stadium, I can't even pronounce it because it's still a dump, and they can't even sell it out. That is going to be the difference when number 12 puts the belt on with two and a half left in the fourth quarter to go up two scores with no timeouts, and Kyle Shanahan and Nick Bosa are sitting there scratching their, scratching their chins like, wait a second, where's Joe's postgame show? We better go apologize.
2: So, <laughs> all right, Joe, here's my question for you. All right, what's your level of concern About Jimmy G deep down in places you don't want to admit what's your level of concern about Jimmy G in this game after you saw him throw the ball right to Eric Kendrick's. Well, first off, uh, he had to rust off, get all the jitters
3: out. I mean, that's to be honest. Like, it wasn't a great game. But uh, Joe Montana threw three interceptions in the 1981 championship game. No one ever references that. You know why? Because they won the damn game. History does not remember these things. You referenced Aaron Rodgers uh, in-, in NFC championship games. Do people remember Russell Wilson turning the ball over four times? Or do they remember that the Seahawks just won the game and they advanced? At this point, it's survive in advance. I'm more concerned about my third and seventh grade CYO games on Saturday than I am about Jimmy Garoppolo on Sunday, if I'm being totally honest with you. Jimmy Garoppolo's been fantastic, 19-5 and as a starter. This guy is only asked to do what he needs to do, and he doesn't try to do too much. Everybody labels him game manager. He's the best pocket quarterback, intermediate, downfield, underneath, decision-making that the 49ers have had since Steve Young. And and I, I hold Colin Kaepernick in high regard. Alex Smith had two heck of a years with the 49ers. And we know Jeff Garcia was a three-time Pro Bowler three consecutive years. So I don't take these things lightly, but it's the run game and it's the physicality and it's our personnel on offense. That's going to dictate the tone in this game. Let's be honest. Green Bay's a finesse team. They got two studs that they got in free agency in Smith and Smith. And those guys bring it. They're tough. Aaron Jones is tough, but we stuffed the run. The 49ers don't lose to soft teams. All their losses this year, Baltimore, Uh, Obviously, Seattle are against extremely physical teams. They don't lose to finesse-ass Green Bay teams and a rookie head coach who was on Kyle Shanahan's staff in Washington. This game is easy. It's easy money. Take the Niners. They're going to run the ball down their throat. Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, and don't forget— George, down the middle, Kittle, is going to torch these linebackers. Blake Martinez, my man from Stanford, he better get ready. He better get his shoes tied for this one.
0: What uh, – Now, sorry, Dave, Ross, I, I apologize to interrupt. I just want to ask, what would, would that dome team, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, would that be a finesse team or would that be an in-your-face, ground-and-pound physical oh, team? Oh! Oh, I, you now, I just want. I, I just wanted to know.
3: You know, you don't judge us by our worst act. Judge us by our best victories. I mean, they played seven consecutive playoff games, my man. You guys, you guys were struggling to beat Matt Patricia and the Detroit Lions for crying out loud. I mean, come, come on. on. Come at me with some better ammunition than that. Hey, we'll
0: be all we'll be all set to go, baby. You want to talk about game <laughs> manager. People have been talking about Aaron Rodgers like it's a dig that he goes 25 and 4 on touchdown to interception ratio. He might be the most dangerous and I get blasted for saying this game manager left. If he manages the football game and they allow Aaron Jones to wear on this defense, you guys go back in that first game, one of 15 on first down and or on third down absolute anomaly. They got away and only allowed Aaron Jones to run the ball 11 times in the three losses. The Packers have Aaron Jones has only had 13 touches. Anything over that, the Packers going to win. And that's exactly what happens on Sunday. They're going to feature Aaron Jones, I bet he carries the ball 18 to 22 times.
1: I think you're right. Now, here's the problem for you, Schmidt, And I think it's a guy named Richard Sherman. Uh, number one cover corner on Pro Football Focus. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about Rodgers and the interceptions. He doesn't like to take a lot of chances, right? And he doesn't throw anywhere near Richard Sherman. Here's a nerd alert. 283 passes against Sherman's teams. The last six seasons, he's only thrown in Sherman's direction 19 times. He's completed 12 of those. Sherman locks down Devontae Adams. How the hell can you move the football?
0: That is that is the question we've been trying to ask all, all week long because you go back to that 2014 Seattle game and Richard Sherman just took Jordy Nelson out of the football game. He was a non-factor. And you want to talk about somebody having the connection that Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson had him and Devontae Adams are are on a different wavelength, but it was just now this week that he goes, yeah, I kind of felt like I was back with Jordy and right. I mean, you want to talk about the, the girl that got away. Jordy Nelson is the one that got away from Aaron Rodgers and he's settled into a different team, a younger team. And if Devontae Adams gets neutralized, which not many people have been able to do, they are in trouble. But Devontae Adams was one of the only guys that was able to move the football in, we, in the first matchup back in Week 12. They've utilized the short motion to try to free him up off breaks right away, in and out. Somehow, some way, Jimmy Graham, somebody needs to actually get Jimmy Graham into the number 80 jersey and have somebody that can play capable tight end for this team at this point. But Devontae Adams, you're right, Dave. If, if he gets locked down by Sherman, I'd be stunned if Robert Sala doesn't travel Sherman the whole game now I know he doesn't love to do that but it it only makes perfect sense it's a tough matchup but I'm going to go if they go mano a mano one on one Aaron knows he's got to force the ball to Devontae Adams he just cannot have the same situation that one Kirk Cousins does and Devontae Adams quits on the route before Richard Sherman catches one right in between the two and the five
2: All right, so I am most concerned with who I should be rooting for and I want to bring up a negative for each of your franchises and have you convince me of why I should still root for them. By the way, I'm going to be on the sideline, Shasky, on Sunday out Ooh, there. Pick, that, pick that name drop up. Yes, looking <laughs> forward to it. All right. So, Joe, Joe, you'll go first, okay? Yes, <laughs> Last year, the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> stadium was not even half full okay last year not even half full that would never happen in lambeau ever what do you have to say for yourself it's the it's it's the one thing holding me back from wanting the niners to win the game what how would you defend your fellow niners fans well, first off, unlike in Wisconsin where there's really nothing to do and you have to
3: shovel snow out of your driveway just to go to the grocery store, we live in San Francisco, California. It is sunny. It's literally 55, 60 degrees this morning. If I wanted to, I can go golfing. You know, I'm a very well-rounded individual. I go to all the games, though. But most people have unbelievable uh, expen- uh, expenses here. They, they have – Uh, all of this extra income. And so if the team isn't good, instead of going to the games, people are like, screw it. I'm going to go do other things. I'm going to go golfing. I'm going to go take a walk and take a hike. I'm going to go see my kid's soccer game. So you know, I understand where people are coming from, but let's not forget when it comes to ticket sales alone, 49ers have been top five, even all through the last five years of awfulness, awfulness. Now, of course, everybody loves a winner and I get it. Nobody's trying to say that we're the most diehard. I would say that the 49er faithful that did show up every single week, they're finally being rewarded this year because they're the ones that kept this team in this market. I'm watching the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, tuck tail and and head to a different state because they don't have enough support in this area to actually fund a stadium. Levi's was built because the season ticket holders put their money where their mouth was and put money down on seat licenses to fund the stadium. So I understand what people are saying. Oh, fair weather fans. We built the damn stadium for crying out loud. If we don't want to show up, that's up to us. Now, if some people can call that weak. I call that California. And that's how it is. Look at my Golden State Warriors. Five straight years in the finals. You can go to Chase Center, brand new arena, for 20 bucks and sit on the sidelines, for crying out loud. That's just how it is on the West Coast when there's so many other things to do. Now, regarding the 49ers, I mean, man, we, we, we are a blue blood franchise. When this organization wins, they are the number one team on the West Coast in the NFL. It's the Dodgers, it's the it's the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, and it's the San Francisco 49ers. Those are the things that move the needle. And let's remember, there was no team in L.A. for 20-something years, so they have a massive, massive fight following in Southern California. Ross, the reason why you need to hop on the 49er bandwagon is because this is our time. This is the beginning. We are starting our Camelot run again. The kid who was a ball boy from the 1994 greatest all-star team ever assembled, the 94 Niners. His dad was the OC. He was born, breeded, and seeded to be the head coach of the 49ers. He's this version's uh Bill Walsh, if you will. He understands spacing. He understands motion. This guy is an absolute genius. He has an all-time tight end in George Kittle, who's just scratching the surface. And this defense, this defense is special. Will it be special next year or the year after? I don't know, but right now I'm, sal- I'm telling you, this is the greatest defense I've ever seen. The front four, five first-round picks. D. Ford coming back, being healthy. Quan Alexander. Fred Warner is an absolute superstar. And you guys keep referencing Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman's been fantastic.
2: Who would have ever thought that the number talking? one? Joe, are you still talking? I was asking I- about the fans. Are you still talking? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're forgetting about the fans. I asked Man- you about, about the
3: fans. Sanders. Emmanuel I Sanders will lock down ago. Devontae Adams. I'm telling you, this is a right, right, right. for You had me in California
2: in the weather. All right, Cut, Bill, blank. Bill, Cut his fight. Bill, I want you to defend. <laughs> I want you to defend the fact that there's a perception nationally that Aaron Rodgers is kind of a dick, uh, and and that's one oh, of the reasons why maybe the Packers aren't likable. Yeah. No. Hundred percent.
0: 100%. So are 90% of America's best friends, right? We all have that one guy that you go to the bar and you know that you're going to have to somehow get him out of some trouble. I don't know if that's Aaron Rodgers. He's more just the standoffish dude that sits at the end of the bar and goes, Yeah, I'm the best looking guy in this spot. What does it matter? Nobody else can can hold my stuff. Nobody can hold it. Instead, these 49er fans are walking around. Like, you guys ever watch South Park? You guys ever see that episode where they're walking around with the wheelbarrows and they got their nuts just hanging there, just walking around and parading around with them? That's what these 49er fans are feeling like. That's what Aaron Rodgers has been doing for the last decade and a half. He said, here it is. Let them see it. And this, the crowning achievement to go and spank, the team that passed on him and disrespected him for the worst five and a half hours of his life, he gives them the worst five and a half hours of their life and just drags this bad boy on and finishes it off late in the game with an icer, maybe a five-yard touchdown run. Like I said, discount double check, and then you got to watch him on the State Farm commercial right after that's already
1: played 15 <laughs> uh, times, talking with him and his Mahomies. What's better than Mahomies, that? Mahomies, this fucking agent. All right, let's close this thing with the bet. Shasky versus Schmid. What is the bet? Tell us the stakes, fellas. Well, I was
0: hoping Joe would help. I was hoping Joe would would be able to help me with this dial-up internet because I feel like I've been freezing up half the time. I know you guys invented the internet out there, but, I mean, some wine (laughs) would be nice, too. We can class it up every once in a while.
3: Yeah, I'm proposing that, uh, you know, instead of bringing me something from Wisconsin, I'll just send you the salami and the Napa body uh, bottle wine just so you could drown your sorrows in it after you guys hang the L uh, across your face. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, look, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. He's not the same player. I mean, let's call it what it is. His athleticism, his ability to take strikes downfield. I'll send you the bottle now. I'll send you the bottle now. And you can enjoy it on Sunday night when you guys, uh, you know, are discussing a season that's over.
0: Well, if that's if that's the case and you're just going to send it in advance, could you could you stop at one of those spots with the green uh the green X and then in, I wouldn't have to drive 90 miles south cuz that sounds better than the wine.
2: <laughs> All right. It's hang on. on.
1: <laughs> Schmidt, Schmidt, how do you answer the the salami and the wine? What's the reciprocal gesture?
0: You guys know we got the best cheese, we got the best cows. Happy Cows come from Wisconsin. Don't let the ads tell you differently <laughs> that they come from some farm, some grass-fed farm that they're keying up with the pita lovers out there by the bay. Instead, we got happy cows. They get to see all four seasons. They get the leaves changing, and everything comes in, and you get the beauty and the bliss. We got some spotted cow. We got some just tremendous cheddar on the way out there. We got a cheese wedge for a hat from my man Joe to wear at the uh, postgame once the Packers finish this thing off by 10.
1: I love it. Absolutely terrific debate. Shasky V. Schmidt. I think this has got to happen, you know, periodically, maybe things beyond football. Really appreciate the time, fellas, and we look forward to the bet being paid off next week. Good luck in the game, gentlemen. Seven and a half points spread there. Ross Tucker, that was, that. thank you, boys.